Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is April the 20th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in high spirits and high hopes. That's right, double down today. It's a special day. Happy holidays to you and yours. Uh, hopefully, um... You know, like I said, you're doing good. Hopefully you're doing well. As for me, I, I'm good. I'm doing all right. We crunched some numbers. You know, we're still anxious, but, you know, the, the, the wheels are moving. I realized, though, I didn't do a food corner yesterday. And, and granted, honestly, the food has not been great. I mean, and I say that, you know, I'm eating all right. I'm fine. But uh, I... Uh, I did eat a little differently, so we can talk about that meal that I did. I think it was, was Monday, yes. So I picked up, and, I, and I'm sure any kind of real connoisseurs are going to cringe. I kind of cringed after the fact, but I just got it. I got this salmon from Kroger. It was Kroger brand salmon. Ugh. And um, honestly, I used to, I, I oscillate, right? I, I used to be a person who talks shit about Kroger. Oh, excuse me. I used to talk shit about Kroger, ah, Kroger brand, blah, 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 and then I started shopping at Kroger on the regular when I started, you know, I grew up, and I was like, oh, this stuff's pretty good, whatever, and then you just kind of peel back again another layer, and you just realize that, like, anything in a, like, like, sadly, there's no escape, like, uh, like, finding good food is nice, and, and, you know, figuring out what I wanted to eat within a budget and stuff. It's been really cool, like, over time. But I realized, like, none of the things that I buy are, like, actually, like, that great for me. And, like, yeah, you could break things down to components and get fresher ingredients and all that. But it's, like, then it's more expensive. Then you're knocking yourself out of a budget. And I'm not saying it's impossible. It definitely is. But anyway, back to the the case at hand before I start a whole other fucking podcast. Um, I'm getting this salmon. I got this Kroger brand salmon and it, it, this was the bad kind of Kroger brand. Let's say that it, it had this maple glaze and that's what really killed it. Like, honestly, the salmon itself was fine. It just, that glaze was so bad. And I knew the second I like peeled it out of this wrapper, I knew that this was going to be a problem, but I also knew that it was cheap and I got it for that reason. And I just really wanted some fish. That being said, we did a little pan fry on it. The glaze literally stank up my house for like two days. I was so upset about it. It uh, practically wrecked my skillet because it's not a nonstick. I'm, you know, poverty. And yeah, so rough. It was rough and tumble. But we got it cooked. I did this weird thing where I put it in. Typically, I would do like a rice and beef bowl instead i did a salmon and rice bowl with bacon no beans no refried beans or anything like that but it was pretty yummy i also had some tortillas with it and some chips so it was it was an interesting little meal interesting little something to do i was like yeah let's talk about that that'll be a good little thing to kind of put in there other than that though nothing too crazy i had some nachos the other day that were pretty good pretty fuego uh, but yeah, we can we can get into some news. Let's go ahead and do the news.
from the Associated Press. Stampede in Yemen at Ramadan charity event kills at least 78. So this is a sad story. Took place... Let's just read from the top. Uh, It was Wednesday. A crowd apparently panicked by gunfire and an electrical explosion stampeded at an event to distribute financial aid during the Muslim holy month of Ramadan in Yemen's capital late Wednesday, killing at least 78 and injuring at least 77 others, according to witnesses and Houthi rebel officials. So also, Corrections Corner, I know I said, I think like a couple weeks ago, that like Ramadan was like wrapping up and I'm like, oh yeah, no, it's it's like wrapping up later this week. Uh, which is Id al Fitar. Uh, sorry. Um, but um, this is a really sad situation. And the, you know, the origin point of this is literally for people to come to this area and get some, and literally just $10. Like everyone there was getting like $10, which they were, you know, going to be able to use for food and things like that. They were um, rich businessmen who were essentially giving during this time of Ramadan and that's why people were here and uh, I guess we can read a little bit more excuse me armed Houthi rebels fired into the air in an attempt to at an attempt at crowd control so essentially there were so many people there you know formed and they also add that like there just like there wasn't enough like control or setup by the people who set up this event, and that's what led to them, you know, firing off these shots. But they wind up striking an electrical wire; it causes it to explode, and then people panic, and that's when the stampede starts. So it's really sad, and it, it, there's this surreal thing that we're gonna read here, um, where because I've seen crushes before, I've, um, you know, like we've covered them a few times on this podcast. But the clothing aspect that they talk about here is just really, uh, it's it's weird. But I, I get it when I think about it. A uh, video posted on social media showed dozens of bodies, some motionless and others screaming as people tried to help. Separate footage of the aftermath released by Houthi officials showed bloodstains, shoes, and victims' clothing scattered ac- uh, on the ground. Investigators were seen examining the area. So, and also this took place in the old city in the center of Santa, uh, where hundreds of poor people had gathered for a charity event organized by merchants, according to the Houthi-ran interior ministry. Um, As well, 77 others were injured. But... I don't know, this is just super fucking sad, and I, um, I'm trying to think what else I wanted to pull out from this, oh yeah, I did want to read a little bit more, because they kind of go into, like, the situation in Yemen, it's something I've referenced, which honestly, I kind of barely any business referencing, I do not know much of the situation in Yemen, but, um, let me also add into the Houthis, um, who are in control of the area right now, um, who have been, I think, for a while, I don't know. Uh, the, the Houthis said they would pay some $2,000 in compensation to each family who lost a relative 
while the injured would get around $400. Uh, yeah, they've been in, let's see, this is what I wanted to read. Yemen's capital has been under the control of the Iranian-backed Houthis since they descended from their northern stronghold in 2014 and removed the internationally recognized government. Uh, that prompted a Saudi-led coalition to intervene in 2015 to try to restore the government. Uh, the conflict has turned in recent years into a proxy war between Saudi Arabia and Iran, killing more than 150,000 people, including fighters and civilians, creating one of the world's worst humanitarian disasters. Uh, da, 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 more than 21 million people in Yemen or two-thirds of the country's population need help. Okay, that's more of the article. But that, that part right there at least kind of gives us at least a little bit of a snapshot picture, helps in a way. Um, but yeah, this is a really sad-ass situation. I always hate kind of covering these, and especially because these people were just trying to get aid, a little bit of help, like $10, which can go a long way in this kind of situation, but it's still $10, you know what I mean? Like, and they said that there's other situations where there's like, either they give out $10 or it's like, just like loaves of bread, pieces of bread for people to eat. So at least they have something in, in this kind of situation. And, and especially on top of the fact that this is Ramadan. So, you know, you're going, you know, a whole, uh, someone I talked to kind of made it, kind of made light of it. And I hate to say it, they were a little white. Um, but they're like, well, you do get to eat at the end. And it's like, dude, like, <laughs> like, Ramadan is hard as fuck. Like, you were literally fasting, like, every fucking day. Like, and then you were taking a meal at night. Like, yeah, that's, that, that doesn't, like, reload you, dude. This isn't a fucking video game. That shit is hard as fuck. Um, so I give big props to people who do commit to Ramadan. They do practice it fully. Big ups. Um... Uh, being a, a, a former Christian or whatever, or semi-Christian, I don't know where I'm at with that shit, but I've never had to do that. We fasted, you know? You're supposed to, like, you know, suffer in silence and not eat for, like, 24 hours. Like, that's as deep as that shit gets. So, commitment to Ramadan is hella hardcore to me. Um, but, yeah, let's go ahead and move to the next beat. Not necessarily um, a fun story, but... Two factors, oh, and I got this from For New York. I think this is an NBC subsidiary or what have you. Two factors contributed to deadly NYC parking garage collapse. Initial findings show. So this was a parking garage that fell apart, literally collapsed in itself, in the lower Manhattan uh, area of New York City. There are two big reasons that they, they mention in this article, for starters, is the weight of cars, because this is an old-ass fucking garage. It was initially constructed in 1925 and attained its certificate of, of occupancy in 1957. But back then, obviously it makes sense, old fucking jalopies and all that fucking bullshit it, they, they, they weren't the same cars as the SUVs of today. So that's one big factor. Then also a secondary factor, which to me is a little bit of a loose factor here. They said, oh, there were too many vehicles that were at the top of this parking garage. 
And that's where I go, well, that's signs that, like, this is a bad parking garage. Like, this is in a stable-ass situation. Mind you, I just said this shit was made in 1925. We are in 2023. Okay? Okay, that's a bit odd. That's a bit... <laughs> so, I then started thinking, and then the article kind of says it for me, as well as, like, Eric Adams is kind of aware because he's trying to wash his hands of it. And it just starts starting to feel a little similar, right? Because we talked about this the earthquake situation that took place in Syria and Turkey. Obviously, they're still dealing with the ramifications of that shit. But just seeing how fast the government was able to roll out, not necessarily to help people, they didn't get to it, but that the fact that they were able to really say, hey, wait, 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 this isn't on us. We are going to get the people responsible, though. We are going to get all the contractors and all that kind of fucking shit. Well, in this regard, Eric Adams goes, well, uh, hey, we put in some new laws. And with these new laws, if the person who, the owners of this garage, if they weren't up to their inspections, that's, that's a problem for them. Once again, paraphrasing, whatever. <laughs> so that to me was a big red flag and it made me think oh my fucking god of course of fucking course we've talked about this before uh, why why did biden go through all the fucking shit to give us a fucking infrastructure plan right because that sells really well because we we're all very well aware that this country is like held together with fucking glue toothpicks and spit Despite us being like, you know, top of the goddamn chain here, we're number one, America, America. We don't care about inspections. We don't care about the maintenance and the upkeep of things. Even though that's definitely a huge factor here. And if you could have gotten some goddamn inspectors here, they would have been, oh, wow. Like, the stairs are fucked up. These exits are fucked up. Like, this is a very sketchy-ass fucking situation. Like, there is a problem here. There is, like, concrete that's not secured properly. You know, I'm like, hmm, that's, once again, familiar, 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 familiar here. Um, so it's a big shame. Also, that there was a loss of life here. Uh, let's see. The victims were all in the building working at the time of the collapse, investiga investigator said. The manager of the parking garage, 59-year-old Willis Morris, was killed when the rubble from the upper floors came crashing down inside his office on the second floor. His body was recovered from the scene late Wednesday night. That makes me so fucking sad. This guy's just chilling, just doing his job, just minding his fucking business. And that's it. It's fucking over, man. Um, and all because people just didn't give a shit. All because the owners of this motherfucking shit would rather face a fine than go through the hassle of doing any kind of real maintenance and upkeep. That's just point blank period. And the city knows that. They don't fucking care. Like, but Eric Adams is sure as hell gonna say, hey, I'm gonna punch this pilot, wash my hands of this goddamn situation. Because it's not my fault. It's the owners. <laughs> okay, next problem. And honestly, too, this, this kind of spurred on a situation of like people saying, oh, we need to like do upkeep on the other areas and things like that. And sure enough, yeah, there's there's issues. So, I mean, we'll see if those, that gets fixed or we're going to be covering another goddamn parking garage collapse. Um, but, yeah, I mean, feel free to go th through the Internet and find some more photos. They are crazy looking. It looks like a goddamn Avengers level event. I love saying that shit. Um, but it, it's nasty. And then to see like like construction equipment, like moving like cars like to the ground. I don't know. Man. It's just wild. Um, let's see. Let's get back to the motherfucking gunplay, huh? Huh? 
Um, actually, we're going to take a mid-break. Mid I think that's that's fair, given the holidays, given, you know, the circumstances, if you will, thou willest, thinketh, I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Oh boy. Ooh. Oh, also, best believe I got the last at the gas station I went to I got the last case of Milwaukee's best ice. Sheesh. Ooh. We live it on the edge. <laughs> mm. Alright. Alright, we're back. We're back. We're back. From CBS News. Six year old, two adults. Shot after basketball rolls into North Carolina neighbor neighbor's yard. Um, so sad event. I am happy to say though, it doesn't look like anyone was killed. When I initially got the headline, I I just read that. I was like, oh shit, yeah, damn, dude, another one. Because I mean, this is the what like the third situation we have of just literally random citizen interacts with other citizen and says oh i'm gonna pop off i'm gonna fucking shoot uh i will say this isn't an old man this time in terms of the suspect also the suspect i believe is still at large this took place literally today on the lord's day no less god damn that's crazy um let me go ahead and read a little bit here two adults and one child were shot in gastonia north carolina after a basketball a motherfucking basketball. This is like a fucking, like, uh, like a fucking uh, Little Rascals movie or something. I don't know, but except with a gun. After a basketball rolled into a man's yard and he allegedly opened fire on them. The suspect, Robert Lewis Singletary, was still at large as of Wednesday, according to the Gaston County Police Department. <clears throat> See, the incident unfolded around 744 p.m. on Tuesday when Gaston police received a call about a man firing a gun outside homes in his neighborhood. Singletary, 24 years old, uh, of Gastonia, was determined to be the shooter. Uh, let's see, the, an adult male and his child were seriously injured during the shooting spree and taken to Charlotte Hospital. One adult woman was grazed by a bullet and another man was shot but not Wait, let me read that again. By a bullet and another man was shot but not injured. How does that work? How are you shot but not injured? Cool, I guess. Um, e either way, I mean, this is a miracle. None of these motherfuckers died. Um, I will say what. I think they already have charges against him. Yeah. Uh, detectives secured warrants for Singletary on four counts of attempted first-degree murder. Two counts of assault with a deadly weapon with intent to uh, intent to kill, inflicting serious injury, and one count of possession of a firearm by a felon. So, of course, they're stacking up on him, making it work. Um, I mean, I'll keep you posted if I, um, you know, hear any more about this. They wind up catching him or something like that. I will say, in the situation I do, you know, wind up bringing this up often uh, for reasons. But this is a black man. 
I'll, also, I will say they were quick to stack up all these charges. <laughs> they did not hesitate on this one. Uh, he's young, spry, and uh, ready to be buried alive, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but I will say, fuck, man, I'm so fucking glad that no one got killed here. Uh, obviously, very fucked up. A basketball goes into your fucking yard, and you're just going to say, oh, time for war. Like, I don't I don't understand that. I, I don't get that. That's That's crazy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Have, I don't have better analysis on that. Uh, and plus, we're gonna go into a fucking worse story because uh, people do die in this situation. But yet again, another fucking firearm involved. Uh, Associated Press: Four killed in main home, three wounded in linked highway shooting. Four people were fatally shot at a house in Maine on Tuesday, shortly before gunfire wound it, oh, wounded, wow, Isaiah, before gunfire wounded three others on a busy highway and a pair of crimes that are linked, authorities said. Hours later, a man was charged with murder. Let's see, the man is Joseph Eden, 34, of... Bowdoin, Bowdoin. I don't know. I'm gonna say Bowdoin. With four counts of murder Tuesday evening, but declined to discuss possible motive for the shootings or identify the shooting victims. Eden was expected to appear in court later this week. I mean, I maybe I am just public here, where I just like give me the reasons, give me the reasons now, because it's just weird to me when they don't. But I'm sure they have their reasons. They do not want to give. Too much information out before we're going to trial, yada, 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 whatever the fuck. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a fucking cop. I don't fucking do that shit. Um, but shit, I, I just couldn't imagine. I mean, obviously, it's fucked up to just the first half, the, the part one here where you're killing people in a home. But then this escalates or moves on to like, oh, I'm just going to go spree mode. That's in fucking tense, dude. Um... Let's see. The crimes began in rural Bowdoin, where the bodies were found and continued with gunfire 25 miles to the south on Interstate 295 in Yarmouth. Yarmouth? Yarmouth, police said. One of the three highway victims was critically wounded, said the police. Uh, but they wound up finding the person of interest after, you know, looking around for him. Yeah, this was, uh, very eerie shit. Very disturbing. Uh, very true crime of me to cover this story. Um, alright. One more to go. We're on the last one. So you know what we're about to do. <laughs> Take a break. <coughs> Washington set to become 10th state to ban assault weapon sales. Uh, I'm saying this is a dub. I don't care. 
Uh, I hope it doesn't make people mad or weird. I don't fucking care. But um, I think this is a good plan. It's the kind of shit I've, I've been saying. Uh, people smarter than me have been fucking saying longer than me. Um, but Washington is set to become the 10th state to ban the sale of AR-15s and other guns that classifies as assault weapons. <coughs> uh, the ban passed 56 to 42 on Wednesday, sending it to Governor Jay Inslee, who has already said he'll sign the bill into law. So it, it's nice to see, ugh, I mean, I hate to say it, this is, the, this is the blue hog in me, but liberal action, you know, like, fuck, like, yes, good blue-ass fucking behavior, like, that makes me at least satisfied. I don't want to say happy, because at the end of the day, I know it doesn't negate the issue. At the end of the day, it, like I said, if you had me driving the goddamn train, I push for more, and I, yeah, okay, boo, tomato, tomato me, I understand that, but like, I just don't need a gun. I don't. And I understand that, like, oh, well, the government's going to have them to use it all against you, brother. People, I literally had that argument today. I'm like, okay. They literally have helicopters and bombs and literally the state. Like, like, what do you mean? What is a piece you're going to do? What is is the ultimate golden gun going to do, dude? Nothing. You can get an AR fucking 5,000. It's not going to save you against the state. It's not going to do anything, bro. Um, I don't know, and then and then obviously the criminals, and and that's usually you know I I I understand that you know having the conversation about like having a gun for home defense things like that, even the idea of just like say I have hey I have this shotgun, do I want to use this fucking shotgun? No, but sometimes if I fucking cock it and a motherfucker's playing with my door, they stop, and that's the end of it. I get that, I understand. That's why I often will, you know, go back to the whole idea of like having discipline and understanding, being safe and responsible. That is at least the best you can do in these times that we have with the rights that we have available. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's good to see this kind of positive change. I hope that this is going to lead to less violence. You know what I mean? And I know that's going to make some people mad. I know that, yeah, that, that means less gun sales. Oh, ooh. but this isn't taking away anyone's guns, by the way. This is a situation where if you already have AR-15s, um, whenever it goes into place, I imagine people are going to make them. Actually, this is great for guns in, the, in that area of Washington because people are going to go do a mad dash to make sure they have a gun. They have an AR because then they're going to own one. Uh, that being said, from there on out, well, excuse me. Um, you're not going to be able to buy one there. Now, um, I don't know what loopholes may go into play here. Things like that. We'll see. But, uh, like I said, I'm going to count the dubs where they come. I, I Cool. Silver lining. Good news. That's what we're going to call it. Um, and speaking of calling it, that's pretty much the end of the episode. So, you know me. I got to chill a little bit before I let you go. Patreon.com slash Isaiah News. If you would like to support the podcast, $5 a month gets you access to bonus content that I make. So like extra episodes every week. Also, you get a hot link to the Discord, but you can get the Discord for free. We'll get to that in a second in terms of finding me, contacting me, whatever. Uh, But become a newsie and you also get a shout out every month. Do a roll call at the top of the month. Also, you can plug whatever you like, 
And um, if you want to shoot me any news, it's usually the best way to kind of do it. But really, you can do it once again in any kind of free capacity. Just find me and talk to me about news. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, tell me where. Show me a link, whatever. And I, I, I'm, a, I'm a truffle pig for news. Uh, but, yeah, uh, let's see. IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. And I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, uh, wherever. You can find me. Snapchat. You can Snapchat me if it's cool. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all I got for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a listener, supporter. Um, you're the best. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah. Thank you.